This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Saver. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today, we're talking about wasabi. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes, I'm sure listeners look at our, our past couple of episodes <laughs> and try to figure out if there's any rhyme or reason to the, the topics we pick. And I would say there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps rhyme is not always there. No, 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 no pattern in particular other than like, hey, Annie, what are you craving right now? <laughs> What's been on your mind? Wasabi has been <laughs> um, for months because a couple... Actually, this was almost a year ago because it was for my birthday. There's this restaurant in Atlanta I've been meaning to try forever. And it's kind of far out. And people who know me know I don't drive. Mm-hmm. Um, unless I absolutely have to. And I finally got to go. And it, it's this, like, supposed to be very authentic Japanese sushi. And there was an item on the menu that I saw because I like to research my restaurants beforehand mm-hmm. very thoroughly. And Yelp told me I have to get this, and it was called Special Premium Wasabi. And it blew my mind. Yeah? It was so good. And I love wasabi. Um, I frequently, I put very big chunks of it in in soy sauce, and then I just eat the whole chunk. (laughs) And every time it, like, stings, and I get teary-eyed, and then I do it again. I always do it again. Um, I like wasabi-flavored nuts, wasabi-flavored chips, 
Um, I've had wasabi in cocktails, and I've loved it. Yeah. But this special premium stuff was so good. Oh. It was a whole other level. I'm not sure if I've ever had real wasabi. Oh. Um, there is, at my favorite izakaya in town, izakaya being a Japanese word for, like, pub, they have wasabi shumai, which are little dumplings, which I'm pretty sure just one of those, like, restaurant industry, like, they arrive frozen and they reheat them in store kind of things. But, but yeah, there are these little pork dumplings that have these three little matchsticks, and they're small, like, like little, like, half matchsticks of some kind of crunchy root inside of them. And they are so, so hot. It's like flames on the sides of my face. Like I eat them and I spend a good 15 seconds completely down, like systems <laughs> shut down. That's it. I'm just dealing with the mm-hmm. fire of this food. And then I'm like, oh, man, that was so good. <laughs> yep. Give me another one. <laughs> it's a very long meal, <laughs> I, I, I suppose. It is, yes. But kind of going back to, to what you said— Real wasabi. The thing is, a lot of wasabi we have here in the United States is not the real thing. But before we start talking about what wasabi isn't, let's ask our question Wasabi? What, what is, is it? it? Hey, <laughs> Jinx, buy me some wasabi? Yeah. <laughs> I do have wasabi in my fridge. <laughs> Um, Okay, so yes, wasabi can mean a couple different things. It's generally a spicy, hot, grass-green condiment to or ingredient in Japanese foods. There is a plant, botanical name Wasabia japonica or Eutrema japonica, that these products originate from. And this plant is a flowering plant in the Brassicaceae family, which you may remember from our cauliflower episode approximately 10 billion years ago. That's approximate, but yes. Yes. Uh, The family also includes mustards and cabbages. But, okay, the wasabi plant grows a large stem, mostly underground, called a rhizome, uh, sort of like ginger or or potatoes. From this rhizome, roots shoot off and leaf stems shoot up. The rhizome is where the plant stores the majority of its nutrients, which, as it turns out, are also its flavors. And the plant grows these heart-shaped Leaves. Uh, they look a little bit like water lilies that can reach the size of a dinner plate. Wow. Over the course of a couple years, the rhizome gets big, like 6 to 8 inches, 15 to 20 centimeters, about the size of a cucumber, at which point it is ready to harvest. The whole plant is edible. Uh, leaves, stems, and flowers, though those all have a, a milder, spicy hot bite, sort of like mustard greens versus mustard. Wasabi flowers grow in little clusters and look sort of like rapini buds, which makes perfect sense given the relation, you can grow new plants from the flower's seeds or from offshoots from the rhizome. The best wasabi, called sawa wasabi, and and I'm getting a little bit technical here, but I'd never heard about how it's actually grown, and I want to share it with y'all. Sawa wasabi is grown in these flooded beds of gravel, or preferably in cool mountain streams. Mm. (laughs) The roots sink down into the soil below, the rhizomes grow in the gravel, and the, the leaf stems poke up above the water. Lower-quality plants are grown in fields in soil uh, called oka wasabi for processing into that dried powder for for snack crackers and stuff that everyone likes so much. And, all right, wasabi plants are really finicky. It's got a reputation for being the most difficult plant in the world to grow commercially. (laughs) Most difficult. Yes. What a title to win. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I got that a few times in uh, GoldenEye 64. <laughs> anyway, it's really finicky. The leaves and stems are brittle. 
It wants temperatures to stay between 50 and 70 Fahrenheit. That's about 8 to 20 Celsius. And like me, wasabi will not tolerate direct sunlight. If you've ever seen a stem of Brussels sprouts, like a full stem that all the sprouts are budding off of, um, if you broke all the sprouts off the stem, that is what a wasabi rhizome looks like. Uh. Just to give you an idea. And this real wasabi is usually grated, traditionally with a shark skin grater, and its flavor is pretty much gone in 15 minutes or so. And that's because the act of disrupting the cell walls of the rhizome causes this chemical chain reaction that creates these spicy hot compounds during just one phase of the chain. The plant is native to Japan, but can also be grown in parts of China, Korea, Taiwan, New Zealand, and here in these states, um, the Oregon coast in the west and parts of the Blue Ridge Mountains in the east. Also, as of 2014, a Canadian horticulturist said he had figured out how to grow wasabi at a commercial scale in greenhouses. But the company now seems to be out of business, so I don't know what happened there. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of things, Lauren. Maybe aliens, <laughs> ghosts, time travel. It's a big, wide world. It <laughs> probably time travel. You think so? Yeah. He's he's yeah he's off making money in the year three thousand twenty-two or whatever. I don't oh, know. Oh goodness, I hope so. That sounds nice. <laughs> it does. Just a side note, the Blue Ridge Mountains, some of them are here in Georgia, uh-huh. and it used to be a big deal in my family. We would go up to the Blue Ridge Mountains to get our Christmas tree, and we uh-huh. don't do that anymore, but they had this burger place that was so good, Yeah, and we'd get a burger, but they also had a—you um, could go there to take your driver's test, and it was known as being the easier driver's <laughs> test, and that's that's where I went out and took— I took the old test, and I'm glad to say I passed. Although she took off points because I I slowed down at a green light. But it was was at an intersection. Oh, no. No, you just go through those. But I was just like a little. Sure. Anyway. (laughs) It's okay. I failed my first driver's test, so I have no room to talk. (laughs) Zero room. It's tough. It's nerve-wracking. It is. Back to wasabi. Yes. So we've been talking about real wasabi this whole time, which, again, is not what most of us find on our sushi plates here in the United States or in many places around the world. Yeah, in part because of that whole most difficult thing. Mm -hmm. The stuff that comes alongside your sushi, say, is frequently a mix of American horseradish, mustard, and some coloring. In Japan, this is known as Western wasabi. Wasabi is sometimes sold as a powder to be reconstituted with water, but... I've never tried it, or as far as I know, I've never tried it. I've heard that the flavor is muted compared to the fresh stuff. Yes. Sure. Um, if you've never had it, the imitation stuff is, like, very hot for a few seconds, um, right up in the sinuses with a, with a sort of mustardy, peppery flavor. And, again, I don't think I've ever had it, but, the, but supposedly the flavor of the real stuff is a little bit more vegetal, uh, earthy, and smooth with just a hint of sweetness. It's lovely. Still a big spicy bite. Does does that sound accurate? Yeah? It does, yeah. Oh. It's so good. Oh. I know a place, Lauren. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, oh, let's add it to our list. Okay. All right. What about nutrition? In the amount you'd eat wasabi. Hopefully. Hopefully. It's nutritionally void. But it's got some carbs, fiber, protein. Mm-hmm. Some things. But let's talk about that heat. So, okay, wasabi and mustard and horseradish, 
tastes hot because it contains compounds called isothiocyanates, which trigger a pain signal in some of your nerve cells, uh, specifically cells outfitted with this particular kind of receptor called TRPA1. They're concentrated in our nasal passages, which is why that's where wasabi and horseradish really hit you when you eat them. And this receptor is a complex protein that belongs to a whole family of nerve receptors. Uh, The acronym stands for transient receptor potential. They can be set off by any number of things. The wasabi receptor is related to another receptor, the one that lets you feel um, the spice of hot chili peppers and also actual thermal heat in your mouth. Um, It's called TRPV1, the capsaicin receptor, which also, by the way, reacts to spider venom. So... If you've ever had hot hot sauce, you, you know what it feels like to be bitten by a spider. Oh, I had a huge spider bite like two years ago. Like, I was very concerned. Um, and I— <laughs> Oh, no. Lauren knows me. I'm somebody who will, like, wait it out oh, yeah. before I go to the doctor. But I it reached a point where I was very worried, and I went to urgent care. And at the time— they told me that anti-venom was going to cost me 800 bucks. What? Yeah. And I was like, I'm well, take I... my chances. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> or maybe not. Wow, dude. Yeah. $800. So, but you still have both your legs, yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. I kind of just went home. It was like the air of somebody riding out a storm. <laughs> Here we go. Here it comes. And then, yeah, I took like a—it it was around for three to four days, but it went away. Maybe I'm, I have superpowers. Ooh. Have you tried climbing walls? Not since I, that happened. Well? Okay. I know what I'm doing after this. Anyway. <laughs> wasabi receptors are also triggered by uh, chemical irritants in the air and in our bodies. Researchers think that the same receptors that are triggered by wasabi may be responsible for the pain of immune inflammation, like in arthritis, and for the itch in poison ivy. Ugh. Why is it fun when it's wasabi? Oh, I guess it's because you're choosing it. Anyway. Some scientists believe that some of the compounds in wasabi could be used for pain management. Those isothiocyanates that cause the reaction in the TRP receptors on our tongues and in our mouths— Well, mice bred without those TRP receptors did not react when exposed to them. This suggests that we could develop a drug to block those TRP receptors. And we know exactly what these TRP receptors look like in 3D thanks to a technique called single-particle electron cryomicroscopy, or if that doesn't quite roll off your tongue, cryo-EM. It's good to know the shape of the proteins because that helps us figure out how they do. But... What about the sushi connection? What about it? Yeah, uh, I actually, I'm assuming this is very common around the world, but just in case it isn't, here in the U.S., you're going to get wasabi. With your sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The imitation stuff, but still. Mm -hmm. And this connection goes way back and has to do with the believed antimicrobial properties of wasabi that they would lessen the likelihood of food poisoning, these properties. Um, Helpful when you're eating raw fish. And some science does back this up. Studies in both wasabi root and leaves show that they prevent the bacteria growth behind food poisoning. 
Yeah, yeah, they can they can prevent the growth of both E. coli and Staphylococcus aureus. In Japan, wasabi extract is sometimes used as a preservative in lunch bags. And in lumber. Not that folks are eating lumber, or the bags themselves, I suppose. But, but yeah, the compounds used in lumber commercially to preserve it generally aren't that great, environmentally speaking. So this wasabi extract thing could, could have a bright future. Yeah, you got a bright future, kid. You got mm. a lot of moxie. <laughs> Studies are ongoing looking into the medicinal properties of the isothiocyanates present in wasabi in treating symptoms produced by asthma, allergies, inflammation, cancer, and even neurodegenerative diseases. All kinds of things. Uh, Apparently, those isothiocyanates can prevent tooth decay bacteria from adhering to teeth. They sound very useful. Yeah. Hmm. Sushi chefs will do their best to give you the right amount of wasabi depending on the type of sushi. Uh, the oiliness of the fish is a big factor. If you're at a decent sushi bar and you order nigiri, you know, the, the individual pieces of fish or whatever that are uh, packed on top of rice, mm-hmm. there is a good chance that the chef has already put a dab of wasabi under the fish, the right amount for that fish or whatever. Um, so it's actually considered a little bit rude to stir wasabi into your soy sauce, especially when sitting directly at the sushi bar. It's kind of like saying that the chef doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, when I was at this place where I tried the real premium sushi, mm-hmm. it's the only time the chef has come out and asked me, like, why are you using so much soy sauce? Why are you using so much wasabi? And I was like, I love the wasabi. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm here, one more tip. If you do have nigiri like that, try to try to dip it into the soy sauce so that only the protein touches the soy sauce. If you touch the rice into it, it's going to get loose and fall apart and, and also pick up too much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Other nice. other important etiquette tips. Strategy. Susie strategy. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, another thing that wasabi, I'm telling you, it's like a Swiss Army food. <laughs> Swiss Army knife of foods. Um, in Japan, wasabi has been used in a smoke alarm for the hearing impaired. When smoke is detected, the alarm sprays wasabi extract into the room. And a study found that this was very effective. It woke 13 out of 14 sleeping participants in under two minutes. It would wake me up. I mean, it would burn your... Yeah. Very effective indeed. If we talk about numbers, a lot of wasabi paste and powders in the U.S. are actually imitation wasabi, flavored and dyed horseradish. The fresh stuff is expensive. Sometimes up to $100 a pound outside of Japan and perishable, making way for the rise of this imitation stuff and also the incorrect moniker of Japanese horseradish. About 1,000 tons of imitation wasabi is produced a year, which is two to three times more than the fresh stuff. Some estimates say that 95% of wasabi served in Japanese restaurants around the world is imitation wasabi. Commercially, the fresh stuff can be dried and freeze-dried to maintain its flavors and properties. And... Like Lauren said earlier, you can totally eat the leaves, too, fresh pickled or fried. I'd love to try that. And today, wasabi horticulture techniques are kept very close to the chest. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Family secrets. Yes. And there are some secrets in the history of wasabi. Ah, yes. But first, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. 
Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. All right, some wasabi history. Now, people were pretty secretive. About about their techniques, and it is very kind of contained in this one area for a long time. Mm-hmm. So there isn't much. It was difficult to track down a lot of wasabi history, but there are many legends, ah. especially in Japan. Uh, as one story goes, wasabi was discovered centuries ago by a farmer who lived in an isolated village on a mountain. Mount Wasabi, in some versions, <laughs> he decided he would grow this wasabi. And one day showed it to a warlord by the name of Tokugawa Ieyasu. This warlord became a shogun, and he loved wasabi so much, he decreed it not be grown outside of the region. (sighs) It was commonly used to add flavor to raw trout and venison. And as mentioned earlier, it was believed to minimize your chances of food poisoning. The leaves and stems were pickled and consumed as well. China claims that wasabi actually originated in their country. I couldn't find too much more outside of, like, they claim it. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I just couldn't track it down. Archaeological evidence suggests that eating wasabi in Japan goes back way further than this story, this legend, possibly all the way back to 14,000 to 400 BCE, which is quite a range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite a range. But the point being, long time ago, long, long time ago. And it was primarily consumed medicinally. Ah, mm-hmm. Written mentions of growing the plant first start popping up in Japanese dictionaries and botany books in 794 CE. At first, people referred to it as wild ginger. When Japan's first published medicinal encyclopedia came out in 918 CE, it asserted that wild ginger 
had been around for over a thousand years. Cultivation of wasabi was around in Japan by the 10th century CE, and it did eventually spread outside of its home area. When it reached the upper reaches of the Abe River, somewhere between 1596 and 1615 CE, um, but the shogun restricted its use to only the ruling class, in part because it was so tricky to grow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, bogarting the wasabi. I see. Lauren sees you. <laughs> Sometime in the later half of the 1800s, the first commercial wasabi became available in Japan, courtesy of Ichiroku Hashimoto. It was called Kitanikyo Wasabi. And this venture was pretty successful and helped expose a lot more Japanese people to wasabi. New innovations of wasabi growing in the early 20th century allowed Japanese farmers to produce the crop in higher quantities. And wasabi was not well known in the United States until about the 18, the, the 1880s, the 1980s. Very different. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very different decades. Um, when sushi started getting popular and wasabi came along for the ride. And now... It, you'd be hard pressed to not find sushi, uh, to find sushi that didn't have a without of it. right. Yeah. Oh, and now I really need to go to that place and get some of the real stuff. You do. Okay. It's really hard to get in. So we, we need to start now. Is my point? Oh, okay. <laughs> done and done. It's like three years from now, we'll get in. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's about all we have to say about wasabi. Yeah. Yes. But we do have some more for you. But first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with we're Listener Mail! That is courtesy to a Lion King. Do you remember <laughs> when Scar in The Lion King, he's ruling on Pride Rock, and all of the lions are hungry. Yeah. And he just, off screen, you hear him say, Harabi! And that's what I keep hearing when I say wasabi. Oh. It all makes sense. There's no rhyme or reason to the episodes we choose, but there is rhyme or reason to the listener mail. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, you always have a theme, and this one is Jeremy Irons. Yes, I hope that uh, <laughs> my genius is appreciated, <laughs> as well as the genius of Jeremy Irons in The Lion King. <laughs> what? He was the villain in another Disney movie. I just learned that. Yeah, he was Jafar, I think. What? Yeah. I know, right? I and, like, so know. close together. What were they thinking? Oh, I don't know. I love it. I love it how he's like, he was so uncomfortable singing, but he definitely has a song in both those movies, though, because it was Disney and they were just like, you know. I mean, too bad. Choke up and do it, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although they did have um, Nick Lachey. Somebody else was singing. Like there was a voice actor and a singing actor in some of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they didn't give that option to Jeremy Irons. No, they were like, I just did a facial expression, which works really well on radio. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I bet people could hear the the sassiness of the. It was yeah, it was like sassy side eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Morgan wrote, "I just listened to your podcast about the cons, and I wanted to back up the information about the war of pronunciation." Ah, I work at a local ice cream shop, and we have a bourbon pecan flavor. Being that we are in Little Rock, Arkansas, most people who order it say say it the southern way, pecan. However, when we get the rare person who pronounces it the northern way, pecan, and has to listen to me pronounce it pecan, they usually fit into one of a few categories. They either A, completely ignore the difference, B, think it is just so funny, and usually pronounce it the southern way with a chuckle, or C, legitimately get annoyed at my pronunciation and usually says pecan again while staring me down. Oh, I have had that experience, too. (laughs) I had always known there was a debate about the pronunciation, but I never knew how heated the battle was until I had to start saying the word pecan at least once a day. I love your show and shared your Sunday and maraschino cherries episodes with my coworkers. The Sunday one, for obvious reasons, and the cherry one, because we make our own maraschino cherries. If you're ever in Little Rock, Arkansas, you have to check out Loblolly. I feel you would both love it. I feel you are correct. Yes. (laughs) Very much. Oh, goodness. Um, All right. Uh, Kate wrote, 
The Yes Pecan episode brought me warm childhood memories of Sunday mornings after church. From the time I was born until 10 years of age, my family attended this little Catholic church in Florence, South Carolina called St. Anne's. This church is a historically black church that opened in 1940 and is surrounded by large, high-producing pecan trees. The simplicity of the church building paired with the trees gives a deep South feeling to the place. In our warm fall weather in South Carolina, the pecans would cover the church grounds. My dad carried a simple nutcracker in his pocket around this time of year and would hand it to me or one of my siblings after Mass so we could snack on pecans straight from the ground while he and my mom chatted with other churchgoers before leaving. There were even times when we would keep a basket or bowl in the car to collect as many good pecans as we could for a pie or crushed meat dish later that day. That sounds amazing. Oh, it does. Oh, it sounds so beautiful. It does. A lot of people wrote in about the con episode. Um, I'm very happy that it resonated with so many of you. And a lot of people wrote in that they had these memories like this from childhood collecting the cons oh, with their family. It's wonderful. It is. It is. Thanks to both of them for writing in. You, too, can write to us. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. You can also find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at saverpod. Thank you, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan. Thank you to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.